Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome once more to Food for the Journey. And I know I always say that, but I pray that you can get some real words out of the power of Scripture. As I got older and read more and pondered more, I began to see all that God was doing. Not all of it. I I don't mean I'm God's secretary. I don't mean that. But just... I drew closer to him. And that's what he wants. He wants it for you as well. So let's take a look now at the reading for the second Sunday of Lent. We've gotten through one week now. Here we are in the second week. The opening prayer says this on the second Sunday of Lent from Genesis chapter 22. There's a little bit of jumping around here. It's Genesis 22, 1 to 2, 9a, 10 to 13, and 15 to 18. I don't expect you to memorize any of that, but just so you know, there's a little jumping around. Book of Genesis, chapter 22, 1 to 2, 9, 10 to 13, and 15 to 18. God put Abraham to the test. Ah. He called to him, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. And then God said, take your son Isaac, your only one, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. There you shall offer him up. You shall offer him up as a holocaust on a height that I will point out to you. Can you imagine that? When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. Then he reached out and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the Lord's messenger called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he answered. Do not lay your hand on the boy, said the messenger. Do not do the least thing to him. I know now how devoted you are to God, since you did not withhold from me your own beloved son. As Abraham looked about, he spied a ram caught by his horns in the thicket. So he went and took the ram and offered it up as a holocaust in place of his son. Again the Lord's messenger called to Abraham from heaven and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you acted as you did in not withholding from me your beloved son, I will bless you abundantly and make your descendants as countless as the stars of the sky and the sands of the seashore. Your descendants shall take possession of the gates of their enemies and in your descendants All the nations of the earth shall find blessing. All this because you obeyed my command. Can you imagine that? Your beloved son, a child. Can you think how God tested him that he would do what God wanted first before anything else? Takes a while to get a relationship to him. But you can just pray to him each day. Let's take a look now at Psalm 116. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. 
I believed even when I said I am greatly afflicted. Precious in the eyes of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your handmaid. You have loosed my bonds. To you will I offer sacrifice of thanksgiving, and I will call upon the name of the Lord. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. My vows to the Lord I will pay in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. When we're in heaven, think of that. Romans chapter 8, 31 to 34 says this, Brothers and sisters, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but handed him over for us all, how will he not also give us everything else along with him? Who will bring a charge against God's chosen ones? It is God who acquits us, who will condemn. Christ Jesus it is who died, or rather was raised, who also is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. The word of the Lord. And we take a look at the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, verses 2 to 10. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He hardly knew what to say. They were so terrified. And then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them. From the cloud came a voice. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. As they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. They were learning too. Can you imagine what they went through and what they saw and what they learned? I want to share with you a section of an article by Father Paul Scalia. He was a priest in the Diocese of Arlington, Virginia, where he serves as vicar for clergy and pastor of St. John's in Falls Church. He is the son of Justice Antonin Scalia. He is the son of Justice Antonin Scalia, who served on the United States Supreme Court for 30 years. Now, just read a little portion of this to you. When we encounter Jesus Christ, 
we encounter ourselves. Ourselves, that is, not as we are, but as we are to become. Jesus, in revealing his own glory, reveals also the glory that is to be ours. Listen to this, brothers and sisters. The apostles, privileged to witness the transfiguration, certainly knew our Lord better as a result. The human veil over his divinity was for a moment lifted, and they held his heavenly splendor. They also beheld the upward call of every Christian. St. Augustine says that the transfigured Christ reveals what his body is to become. We are to be transfigured as well. The purpose of everything in our faith, of all doctrines and sacraments, is to change us from one degree of glory to another. We are to hear the words of the Father applied to us. This is my beloved Son. The entire Christian life can be understood as the progressive knowing of ourselves as the Father's beloved children. I'm a daughter of the Lord. Are you? We can take listen to him in the broadest sense. We ought to heed Jesus' every word. But in the context of the transfiguration, this command refers to our Lord's passion. The journey up the mountain had followed Jesus' first prophecy of his passion. Jesus then spoke about the need to follow him in this suffering. If any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Brothers and sisters, just please listen to what Jesus is saying. He wants to draw us closer to himself. He wants to give us new life. He wants us to turn to him and say, Jesus, help me. Help me. Show me the way I should go. I want to share with you something Father Paul Scalia wrote in addition to what I've shared with you. Now at the transfiguration, the Father's voice resounds to confirm what the Son had said. Listen to him. Peter, who wants so much to remain on the mountain, must first learn the path of the passion. It is a command to believe Jesus' words not only about his own death and resurrection, but also about our need to follow him. Jesus is transfigured to reveal the final goal, glory. The Father's voice is heard to highlight the means to that end, the cross. Think of that. We go to a whole new life when we come to heaven. I don't want to go to hell. I hope you don't. I might spend a moment or two in purgatory, probably. But please, brothers and sisters, the passion, what Jesus went through for us, the passion is the path to glory. To encounter Christ 
is to encounter ourselves. When we behold his glory, we learn our lofty calling and goal. When we listen to his words, we learn the path to such glory. Again, that's written by Father Paul Scalia. He's a priest in the Diocese of Arlington, Virginia, where he serves as vicar for clergy and pastor at St. James in Falls Church. He is the son of Justice Antonian Scalia, who served on the United States Supreme Court for 30 years. Those words are to be pondered. I encourage you, encourage to do so. Think about this. The transfiguration of Christ was a sign of hope for Peter, James, and John. Think of that. They saw him die. They saw him transfigured. And that was the sign of hope for Peter, for James, and for John. Brothers and sisters, draw closer to him. Are you listening? Are you listening to the voice of the Father? These are not my words. This is what the Father is teaching us. What God is leading us to to know more about him, to understand him more, to prepare the time when we will stand before him. May God bless us all. Amen. Mercy is at the heart and the center of God's love for us. To help you encounter God's mercy, I want to offer you a free copy of my booklet, Captured by Mercy. To request your copy, call 1-800-282-4789 or go to our website, renewalministries.net slash ffj.